The Justin Robert Young Program brought to you as always by everybody who supports us at payjurydaily.com. Again, payjurydaily.com. Hello, 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 and welcome everybody to this edition of the Justin Robert Young Daily Program. We are back live! Yes! Yes, we're back live, we're back on video, we're back on YouTube, we are doing everything we usually do right here for you. Uh, Folks, I am so, so, so uh, excited to be back. I've got tales upon tales to tell you. But we begin here. I went on a hell of a journey. This is going to be like one of those old school jury episodes where it's mostly just going to be a long story and then we might have some emails at the end. I'm kicking the news off the show. The only news that matters is the news that I'm telling you right now. So I was out in... Central New York this week, Syracuse to be exact. I was at uh, the oft-referenced SI Newhouse School of Public Communications, and I was a guest of Dio Palooza. That is a yearly tradition that the Daily Orange holds, wherein alumni from all around the country, nay the world, uh, gathered to, to talk to the current staff and reconnect, and it's a fun time. But before we get there. Let me bring you into a bad decision I made, all right? And and believe you me, this is a bad decision. I know this. Here's something that I know. I know for a fact. I have tested. It is empirically true in my life. Don't fly west to east on a red eye. It's never, ever, ever a good idea. In fact, it is very often the worst idea. Here's the reason why it's a bad idea. When you're flying from west to east, you are essentially going against the time zone change. When you go from east to west, you are gaining time. So oftentimes, you take off at three and you land at four and effectively all that time in the air was made up in the time change. But you're going the opposite way when you are heading toward the meat of America's population center. And so you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you get a direct flight from wherever you're going on the West Coast to the East Coast, then it's actually worse because you have a five-hour flight. And so let's say, theoretically, you are the best at sleeping on planes. No one has ever been better at sleeping on planes than you. Then that means you are getting 
five hours of sleep by the time that you lay your head upon the, you know, the, the headrest to when you land. In general, I have found it is never enough. It is always too short of a time that you are sleeping. <laughs> so I figured I'm going to use a nice little trick. I'm going to have a connection. So I'm going to sleep on the plane to Chicago, three hours and change. And then I'm going to sleep in the United Club, about two hours. And then I'm going to sleep on my flight to Syracuse. So I arrive in Syracuse at 11 a.m. And let me tell you how amazing I felt. Just kidding. I felt like a pile of horse shit. And there was no way for me to make myself feel better because I know I know oh god but here's the other thing the reason why I wind up taking these red eye flights is because you then realize okay well if I got on on a flight uh from at 6 a.m from San Francisco nothing goes direct to Syracuse so I'm going to have to connect anyway if I connect through Chicago by the time that I wind up getting to Syracuse it's like seven o'clock at night anyway Ugh. So I get to SFO for my red eye flight. And immediately on my app that I had not checked into my flight yet, I am greeted with an option to take money to switch to an earlier flight the next day. <laughs> so I, I, I could I could definitely have just gotten paid to fly out at seven o'clock in the morning, but I'm like, no, you want to know what I'm here. And then there's this pesky thing that keeps happening. In fact, I first noticed it when I was in Texas and, and Brian and I wound up last minute flying to Dallas to be on Andrew Heaton's show. Now, for whatever reason, my, my known passenger ID was not working. You know, and I didn't pay him much mind. I was switching to a Southwest flight and maybe it was some weird thing with that. No, no, no. All right. So my known passenger ID for whatever reason isn't working. But this is something different. This is me flying United out of SFO. I There should be no reason why, no reason why my known passenger ID isn't working. If you're unfamiliar, a known passenger ID is what you get when you sign up for Global Entry. Global Entry is a program wherein you agree that the government is able to look into all of your flight records and you submit to an interview with them for the benefit of being able to always get TSA pre no matter what. And when you're coming back internationally, you are able to not go through customs. You literally just go to a machine and you scan your hand and they take a picture, you swear up and down that you're not doing nothing illegal, and you'll walk right through. Stephanie Ray CA in our chat room asked if it's like Nexus. I believe that that's the Canadian equivalent. Yes. So, I have chills run down my spine as I realize something horrible. And that is this. Global entry lasts for five years. And when I started to think back to when I got global entry, 
it may or may not have been five years ago. Not only has my global entry expired. However, I also have an international trip coming up. Ah! Ah! I'm going to Italy in like a month. No. The last time that I got global entry, it took uh, three months for me to schedule an interview. I am frantically, frantically on my phone trying to schedule uh, literally anything. I'm looking into it. I'm researching. I'm trying to figure out how I can expedite this process as fast as possible. Now, technically, I really just need TSA pre to get out of the country. If I can get my interview, I literally just need the global entry thing to come through before I come back. Because that's the real benefit is coming back into America, skipping that gigantic line. So put that on the back burner. That'll be an ongoing adventure. Get on this flight. Get to Syracuse. I arrive at like 11. I feel like ass. I go meet the staff of the current Daily Orange because I'm going to throw my bags in the office. And then I'm going to go record the, 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 the PX3 extra, which goes great. You know, I'm sitting there. I'm on the Shaw Quadrangle. I am uh, enjoying the breeze. It's actually a nice day in Syracuse, which is rare. A bunch of kids are out there throwing Frisbees. The tents are up because graduation's coming. Everyone's in a really, really, really good mood. Let me talk a little bit about the staff of the Daily Orange, because if you've only heard me mention my experiences there, then you will understand that it was a formative moment in my life. It was a lot of fun. It set me up for success in a lot of ways, but I cannot underscore enough that it is a not-for-profit corporation that is run by 18 to 22-year-olds. The Daily Orange is also a fully independent paper from Syracuse University. It gets zero dollars from the university. In fact, the only connection it has with the university is that the house that it has run out of since I was born in 1983 is leased to them by the university. Now, that's going to come back in a second. And with that, when you have a bunch of ambitious kids, the organization tends to change a lot. You know, they, they tend to reflect who's ever there, reflect the kind of personalities that are really just kind of forming as they get to college. And so some of them you connect with and some of them you don't. Some of them remind you of yourself. Some of them remind you of other people that maybe you didn't connect with as much. And I will say this now that many times that I've gone back, the staffs have not exactly clicked with me. I've found going back to Syracuse to be, well, for lack of a better term, a bit of a nostalgia wank. And I mean that in the best ways, but, but it was a little bit relive your youth. And like, I'm, I'm into that to a certain extent, but I don't know. It wasn't exactly refilling. It was about going back to a time and remembering it as opposed to looking forward. Or I felt even substantially kind of helping the current staff. We were just sort of interlopers there to remember the time that was. 
But that was not the case this time. I, I want to give a, a shout out uh, in case they are uh, listening to, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm only, I have a, my notes here just so I don't forget anybody, but but Ashwarya, Bridget, Kennedy, Talia, and Maeve, uh, uh, they were fantastic. We hung out with them late into uh, Friday and Saturday night. They had their shit together, uh, specifically uh, <laughs> one of them, Kennedy, who is the current news editor, out now outgoing news editor, uh, was just, she like looked like a younger version of the news editor that I had way back in the day who was also there, but yelled loudly and uh, uh, was uh, acerbically funny in a way that reminded people of me. So we kind of made a joke that she was our like daily orange uh, uh, offspring oh so many uh, years later. But what most impressed me about them is that they are about to face a gigantic issue. Because if you listen very, very closely in the Northeastern Corridor, specifically in New York State, reverberating off the Finger Lakes, rattling off the water molecules of Lake Onondaga, you will hear a very low rumbling sound that I will now do an impression for you. That, my friends, is the vacuous greed hole that exists within the Syracuse University system. This greed hole will not be satiated. No, no, no. For every little morsel that is thrown within it, it will demand more. And so, Syracuse University is now eliminating a whole row of housing that uh, included not only the Daily Orange, but also the LGBT Resource Center and a few other cool things because they need to build new dorms. Yeah, new dorms. That's what they need to build because they are moving to demanding that all students live on campus for three years. Used to be two. Now it's going to be three. Because again, you can't throw enough money or financial uh, freedom for their graduates into the vacuous greed hole. And so Syracuse uh, is uh, going to take away the Daily Orange's home, or at least the home that it's had since 1983. Now, the paper's been around for over 100 years. They've moved homes before. They'll be able to move homes again. But rare is the generation that has to actually do the moving and the negotiations that are currently ongoing between the university and the Daily Orange are very important because there's a possibility that the Daily Orange could stay close to campus. They could stay close to where they are, but that will be up to decisions made by the university. I don't want to go too much further into this, but just know this, friends, that if a few things go a few ways, I will be devoting part of whatever my resources are as a mouthpiece and rabble rouser to making life a living hell for the university. So we will see how that goes. One last fun thing. We're up late into the night 
on Saturday. We're having a great time with the current staff. Uh, I'm with my buddy Tito, who I worked with for most of my four years at the Daily Orange. And uh, uh, we're, we're, we're joking around the next day that it felt like time had collapsed. And all good hangs that have ever happened in the hundred plus year history of that storied paper had now all existed in one place. Past, present, and future were all straight chilling. And I'm on a high when I wake up the next morning. A high that is very immediately diminished because I look at my phone and I see a bunch of text messages from United Airlines. As it happened, I missed my flight the next morning. For whatever reason, in the booking process, I had set myself up with a 6.40 in the morning flight out of Syracuse Airport. Oh, baby. So I get my ass to the airport. And I'm talking to the guy and I'm like, uh, hey, um, missed my flight. Anyway, I can get on another one. And the guy goes, well, when was the flight? I'm like 640 in the morning. He's like, Ugh. so if you show up to the airport after two hours from your departure time, then the only way that you're going to be able to get back is if you call and beg on the premier desk. Because I do have a little bit of status left. I got a little bit of status. So I call and I'm waiting. And as it turns out, there's a really long wait time for the premier desk. Remember that for foreshadowing. And as I'm waiting, I, I'm like, ah, you want to know what? Let me just look and see how much it costs on miles to get back home right now, last minute. And it turns out that it's reasonable. It's like a 12,000 mile uh, one-way trip to, Sar or to uh, San Francisco from Syracuse, connecting through Chicago, basically the flight that I was going to beg, borrow, and steal to get on. So I'm like, ah, I can... I don't know how long I'm going to be on. I don't know whether or not it's going to make sense for me to, to argue with this person. And then maybe this flight winds up taking off after it was it was a pretty close turnaround. So I'm like, fuck it. That's on me. Twelve thousand miles. We got to burn to the wind so I can just get on this flight and I can be home on time. Cool. So I do get through security. Regular TSA. I still don't have my known passenger ID. Get on the flight. And they're like, hey, we're going to have to wait here on the runway for an hour. Ugh. Okay, fine. And then they come on and say, hey. As it turns out, it's snowing in Chicago. Oh. April? Snowing? Chicago? Yeah, it is. And then they say, we're going to have to deplane because your flight that was supposed to take off at 1.30 in the afternoon is now taking off at 5.30 in the afternoon. Fine, whatever. 
Looks like I'm going to miss my flight coming out of Chicago, but it's Chicago. Chicago flies to San Francisco all the time. I'll still probably be able to get back in. It just means I got to watch Game of Thrones in the United Club. Uh-uh. I'm at the Middle Ages Airport Bar when I am informed that we will not be leaving today. We will be leaving at 6.30 in the morning. Boners. So I get back on the horn with the premier desk. I wait on the line with the premier desk for an hour and 30 minutes. An hour and 30 minutes. And at that point, the gigantic line of people that were there to talk to the representatives have all cleared out and I can just walk up and talk to the representative. I'm like, look, can you just get me on a flight out of here? I don't care where I'm going. I just need to get to a larger airport that has a shot for me to get somewhere. If I can make my way west, that's all that matters. Nope. There's one flight out of here on United. It's to Washington Dulles, which is going east and not west, and it's oversold. Like, fuck it. I'll just stay the night in Syracuse. So I get back on the horn with United. I am back on with them. I wait for another hour and a half. Oh, by the way, the guy at at the gate at Syracuse was like, hey, real talk, what you probably should do right now, what you probably should do right now is just understand that you're going to be in Syracuse for another 24 hours. The best time for you to get back is Tuesday morning. No, can't do it. I'm on the phone with uh, United. They finally get me booked on another flight, and that was my day yesterday. After another three-hour delay coming out of Chicago, back to San Francisco, I finally landed. That's the reason why there was no jury episode yesterday. I just couldn't put it together. And there we go. That, my friends, is an old-fashioned episode of the Justin Robert Young podcast. No emails. We'll do emails tomorrow. I would like to thank our producers of this show. The Jen, PD Rave, Non-Specific, Rock and Roll, Martian, Joe Acosta, well, James, the OG Brito, well, and Chris. If you would like to email the show, it is jurydaily at gmail.com. Again, jurydaily at gmail.com. Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Justin R. Young. Join our Discord at bit.ly slash Discord. Folks, that about wraps it up for today. Please give a round of applause for Mr. Wacky. But more importantly, please, don't, don't! Do you like how your hair gets cut? Do you like when your friends fuck up? Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>